This week on the Plant Witch Podcast, we enter the realm of fire, both the fire that burns and the fire that illuminates. Here and now, I invoke the elemental force of fire. I call to the hearth, fire's warmth, and the sun's revealing light, to the lightning's strike and the meteor's blazing arc. You that catalyzes transformation, you that teaches the clearest lessons, you that melts stone, I call you here to infuse my intention with your flickering gifts. I call you here to fill the spirit forge, temper my will in your flames, and anneal my purpose with your heart, candle and campfire, courage and coals, fire. I call to thee. Welcome to the Plant Witch Podcast where we enter together into the web of life in all of its many seen and unseen dimensions. I'm Erin Schrader, owner of The Rebel Herbalist, and it is my honor to hold this portal to the other world. Let's enter, shall we? Here where we live in Pennsylvania, in the states, the equator is to our south. This makes the south the direction of fire. Our south-facing windows are the windows around which the plants are huddled for their winter hermitage. The colors of fire are red and orange and yellow. The stones associated with fire are stones like carnelian and garnet, bloodstone, fire opal, orange calcite, amber, citrine, red jasper, and more. Every culture has deities that are associated with fire. The torchbearers, like Hecate, and Breed, who's also the goddess of the forge and blacksmithing. Vesta and Hestia, goddess of the hearth. Hephaestus, or Vulcan. Helios, Apollo. Ogun and Oya from Europa. Ra and Sekhmet from Egypt. Agni from Sanatan Dharma, 
or the Hindu tradition. Amaterasu from Japan. Tatawari from the Huichol tradition. Mamanina in the Quechua tradition. Pele from Hawaii. Mahuea in Maori. All over the world, people have found the essence of fire in their gods, the sentience and the power of the fire bringers and the fire keepers. In Logen 10 from the Gospel of Thomas, Jesus says, I have cast fire upon the world and look, I am guarding it until it blazes. Fire transcends all form. It is a transmuter, an agent of alchemy. Fire changes things. The fires of metabolism transform our food into energy. The fires of the forge change metal into liquid. The fires racing through the forest open the seed pods of the lodgepole pine and rotate the seed bank of the forest floor. The fires of passion give us the energy and the drive to change our lives and to follow our dreams. The fires of anger can help us hold our boundaries and express our needs. When fire burns too hot, destruction ensues. The forge that's too hot burns to the ground. The passion that burns too hot destroys the balance of life and leads to burnout. The anger that burns too hot leads to aggression and violence. To be life-giving, the fire must be tempered. Fire has been an essential companion for humans for more than a million years by our hominid ancestors, the Homo erectus. Fire has been used for cooking, protection, agriculture, in warfare, to gather for storytelling and textile working. Fire gives us light and heat. It repels predators and insects. It cooks our food. The fireball in our sky gives us day and night, winter and summer, and fuels the entire ecosystem of life on Earth by providing energy to the photosynthesizing plants, mosses, algae, and phytoplankton of this world. And by keeping the water of our planet in liquid and vapor form, giving us the gift of an atmosphere. The global practice of shamanism has been referred to as having fire in the head. Saints and spiritual beings are often depicted with a halo of glowing light around their heads. Third century Christian hermits fled civilization to live in the deserts of Egypt and spend their lives in simple prayer and hard work. These early monks are called the Desert Fathers and the Desert Mothers. In one story from the sayings of the Desert Fathers, Abba Lot, 
went to Abba Joseph and said to him, Abba, as far as I can say my little office, I fast a little, I pray and meditate, I live in peace, and as far as I can, I purify my thoughts. What else can I do? Then the old man stood up and stretched his hands toward heaven. His fingers became like ten lamps of fire, and he said to him, If you will, you can become all flame. What does it mean to become all flame? Prometheus was punished for bringing fire to humans. Lucifer, the light bringer, was said to have fallen from heaven. What is this dangerous light, this fire, that is so sought after, so powerful and so heavily guarded? It seems to be the quality of illumination, the light of knowing. When a being becomes wise and awake, with a vision that pierces the fabric of reality, and sees beyond all illusion and deception. This person is called enlightened. They have achieved enlightenment. When we come out of deep meditation or we return from a retreat, lights are brighter, colors are more vibrant, the world seems to shimmer. In the Druidic study, the force of inspiration is called Awen and is described as a golden light. Light and fire have been associated with the Holy Spirit, with the angels, and with magic of all kinds. Fire magic is some of the most powerful magic and some of the most readily accessible to us. In our bodies, the fire element presents itself through the pitta dosha in Ayurveda and through the choleric temperament and the humoral temperaments put forth by the Greek physician Hippocrates. Someone who has a prominent fire element is often red in the face with sharp features, sharp nose, sharp chin, sharp pointed tongue. They tend to laugh loudly and have a tendency toward irritability and temper outbursts. Fire people tend to have problems with inflammation like arthritis, migraines, rashes, eczema, hot digestion, which presents with symptoms like heartburn, colic, and diarrhea, hemorrhoids, and gallbladder inflammation. They can also suffer from high blood pressure, chest pain, gout, and other diseases of inflammation. People who are fiery by nature tend to like more fire. They crave hot foods, hot climates, excitement, entertainment, adventure, and fun. The fire signs in astrology are Aries, Sagittarius, and Leo. Each of these signs are gregarious, ambitious, adventurous, and fun, and they can also be overly driven, aggressive, flamboyant, and seek the limelight. Seeking balance with the element of fire is key to maintaining our health and not burning out or suffering from inflammation. Fire is balanced by water and by earth. Cooling and moistening foods and herbs are balancing to fire. Fresh fruits like strawberries, cucumbers, and melons can cool our fire in the summer heat. 
Herbs like peach leaves and elderflowers are great at dispelling an accumulation of heat in the body. Also feverfew, yarrow, and fleabane. Sitting by the ocean or a river and contemplating the movement and sound of water can be very soothing when our fire is too hot. Fire rising in the body is the feeling of power rising. Women who are transitioning to the crone stage of life by moving through menopause are known to feel the heat rise with incredible intensity in their bodies. Personal power that's been dampened, suppressed, and kept small so as not to be a threat or challenge the status quo is now gathering its strength and rising. The fire of personal will is no longer scattered and diffused for the good of the household or to focus on the needs of others as our sole purpose for being, instead the fire rises in defiance and objection of what does not serve the heart. And it courses through our bodies, teaching us to bear the fire, to wield it, to endure it. In Lucy Pierce's book, Burning Woman, she explores this archetype of the fire rising in us, especially in women. And she explores it brilliantly. We live in a very solar or yang culture. So we are often abundant in fire here in the Western world. Our solar plexus chakra, the place where our personal fire lives, is often very active and our will is strong. As Westerners, we tend to love spicy foods, hot yoga, sports events, competitions, ambition and achievement. Generally, collectively, we tend to struggle more with water, with the feminine receptive yin qualities of earth and moisture. We celebrate and uplift fiery individuals, and we tend to overlook the more meek and humble water and earth types. For those of us who are lacking in fire, we can build our personal fire through eating warming foods like meats and onions, ginger, oregano, cayenne, coffee, and black tea. We can strengthen our solar plexus through yoga and breath work like Kapalabhati breath or the shining skull breath. There's a link to that practice in the transcript. We can strengthen our sense of self through strength training, physical strength training like deadlifting or aerobic exercise, training for a 5K, getting that blood flowing and building our endurance is a wonderful way that we can stoke our personal fire. We can master a craft or a skill. We can work with a therapist or counselor to strengthen and edify our own personal persona, our desires, our boundaries. Within this strengthening of the center of the self, we learn how to wield our own personal fire. For those of us who are already filled with personal fire, our job is to create a container to hold that fire, 
in a way that honors our integrity and our choice about who we want to be and how we want to live in the world. It seems to me that there are different kinds of fire. That there is the more elemental fire that combusts, that burns, that destroys, that transforms. And then there is this shimmering fire that does not destroy a fire that does not consume. This is the fire of essence, the fire of illumination, the fire of the central sun, the luminous darkness, the fire that enlightens. And as humans, we can easily confuse the two. We can chase the fire of personal power and personal will and ambition, the fire of Mars and Aries. And that power can make us drunk, can corrupt. We can learn to live only from and for that power. And we can forsake the the powers of the fires that do not consume And those fires live in the heart. The fires of love and compassion and generosity. The fires of knowledge and justice. Teilhard de Chardin said, Someday, after we have mastered the winds, the waves, and gravity, We shall harness for God the energies of love. Then, for the second time in the history of the world, we will have discovered fire. Today, our technology is built on harnessing fire in the form of electricity and nuclear power and the combustion of the engine that burns fossil fuels. We harness and wield the power of the fire that burns and destroys. Today that fire rains down over Ukraine. The fire of dominance, the fire of burning, the fire of taking, the fire of Mars. How will the world be different when we harness the fires of love, the fires of wisdom, the light of Alwyn? How will the world change when our mastery of a higher vibration of fire becomes central to our technology and our focus. What will the world look like when humans have refined their personal fire from the fire of individual will and taking to the fires of enlightened compassion?
We cannot make that choice collectively until enough of us have made that choice personally. May you find your own higher octave of fire. May you find the hearth within you where the fires of love and justice burn for the protection of all life on this planet. May we become the torchbearers of a new way, a new technology, one that understands and recognizes the interconnectedness of all life and understands that we cannot take with warfire what must be achieved through the hard work of peace-finding and tempering and compassion. Let's end this episode with a moment of silence for those in the Ukraine and in Russia whose lives are currently on fire with the machine of war. May all hearts be comforted and may all life be cherished. For joining me for the Plant Wish Podcast. I'm your host, Erin Schrader. I'm an herbalist, a mother, a holistic nurse, and a practitioner of the ancient ways. You can connect with me between episodes at therebelherbalist.com or on Instagram and Facebook, The Rebel Herbalist. Thank you for joining